So I've got a lot to talk about today. All right. Do you want to get to it? I kind of just looked into, like, I didn't know anything about it. So I kind of just got some, like, quick fun facts. And I don't know. I didn't really see anything super conspiratorial. Um, I did a little history lesson. And then um, I found, like, a couple little spooky stories. Okay. But, all right. Well, first I want to say uh, follow us on Twitter. Because I always forget to, like, plug ourselves. Ah, yes. <laughs> Um, and what is our I, Twitter? Our Twitter is at Conspira Sisters. Okay. Um, also, uh, we're on Apple Podcasts now, which is super cool. Um, I just followed us. Oh, good. Yeah. I okay, subscribed. So if anybody is listening and you haven't like subscribed or left a review or like followed us or whatever, like please do that. It'll like boost our ratings or whatever. Because right now we have like two listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, the next topic I have is uh, <laughs> I've had a couple attempts recently at making a jingle for us. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. So, Let's hear it. Well, okay. I don't have anything. Okay, listen. So I went to Joseph and Arissa's the other day. Yes. And Rachel was there, too. And we're all hanging out, and we're talking about the podcast. And I was like, yeah, we were thinking about making a jingle. And Arissa, like, <laughs> hops on her keyboard. And she's like, she, she'll like play a little ditty or something. There were some of, man, she's very talented, let me tell you. Like, there were a few that I was like, damn, that's actually pretty cute. <laughs> and so she would like do it. And then Joseph would just be like, Conspiracy Sisters. And it's like, <laughs> there it is. That's a jingle. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but like, we didn't really find anything that stuck. Like, I feel like if me and Arissa actually sit down and like work with it, we'll, uh, we could actually figure something out. Aww. And then the other day, was it, I think it was actually two nights ago. Um, Ben and Michael came over because Ari's lonely and he just wanted to, you know, see some friends and, uh, they're musically inclined. And so we took them, had them sit down at the, in the piano room. And, you know, of course, Michael sits down and plays like fucking, what is it? The maple leaf rag or whatever. Like, oh, God. oh he's so talented. And then Ben's <laughs> sitting there. He's got like my, um, half size guitar. Cause like, I don't have a full size guitar. Really? And he's like, yeah. And he's just, like, sitting there. Well, I got it for free. I stole it from uh, from my old boss. <laughs> well, I didn't steal it. He was getting rid of it, okay? And I was like, yoink. Um, anyway. <laughs> it's so, an opportunity. Yeah, so they were kind of fucking around, too. But, like, you know, they were just being goofy, and we didn't really come up with anything. So, ma- dude, maybe we should do, like, a contest and, like, try to get people <laughs> to write a, a jingle, jingle for contest? us. Yes. How that cute would, would that be? Dude, did you yeah. know that's how they got the uh, Parks and Recreation theme song? Really? And that's so cute. yes, they had like a jingle contest, and the person who won only won like a grand. <laughs> really? Oh my yes. God. I don't think they were okay. anticipating the show being that popular, right. but I feel like I've heard that song like eight million times. So I'm like, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I don't really think that we have enough listeners to like actually do this, but maybe I may put it out there. Maybe I'll put it on Twitter or something, and you know, try to promote it. Maybe I should make an Instagram. I have a few Instagram followers. Not like a whole lot. I have like maybe, maybe like 70 followers. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a but ton I, of followers but have, either. But I have a lot of like artsy friends on Instagram. So I don't know. Right. Maybe I can put something out there. Um, yeah. So if you have an idea for a jingle, uh, shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram or um, our Twitter account, Conspiracy Sisters. Um, yeah. Yes, so, those that are more musically inclined than us. Yeah, and, you know, I can't pay you $1,000, but, you know, <laughs> I can give you a little shout-out and say, hey, so-and-so made me a jingle. <laughs> you have our right. appreciation. It's Do worth it more than exposure. gold. <laughs> God, I hate that shit. Like, oh, can you perform at this event for me for free? It's like, oh, good. My rent is exactly 300 exposures. <laughs> no but I'm just everything I write I always just end up hating so it's like you know I'll write a song or something I'll come back to it the next day and be like this is the dumbest thing I've ever read in my whole life dude I'm the same way I'm very critical of myself I know you are um (laughs) you're always okay so you make those like uh you make like wall hangings out of yarn and stuff she's very talented let me tell you um and she has an Etsy it's called um cosmic string fiber art Yes, Cosmic String. It's it's Etsy, 
That's Terrence Etsy. Um, yeah, and like you're always sending us pictures. Like every time you complete a new project, you send it to me and Hannah and mom. And you're like, what do you guys think of this? And like mom's like, I, I feel like they're all so beautiful and perfect, but I can't just tell her that because she won't believe me. So mom always says like, oh, well, I think I'd like it better if you like trimmed it this way or like you know (laughs) did this color or something and she always tries to like give you a little suggestion because she knows that you won't believe her if she just tells you it's beautiful it's so true and I'm I'm always just like it's perfect (laughs) (laughs) you know I don't have any criticisms because everything you do is just perfect well thank you Um, I appreciate it but I feel like mom is lying she can always find something wrong (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh oh by the way we always forget to introduce it this is conspiracy sisters I'm Amanda Yes, and I'm Taryn. And we're sisters, and we talk about spooky shit and conspiracy theories and mysteries and whatnot. Yeehaw! Yes, welcome. Yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> All right, so this week we're going to be talking about the Paris catacombs. Would you like to give me your fun facts before we get into it? Well, um, I don't want to like give anything away if you're going like real deep into the history, because um, uh, the cemetery situation going on in Paris was kind of like a nightmare before I mean I don't know 2000 so so right um I didn't I didn't go that far back I really just started at where the catacombs kind of began and why um because there's like quite a long history if you want to talk about it and I'll just kind of jut in okay cool yeah I'll I have like quite extensive I have like four pages typed out oh god I have like one (laughs) Okay, Sorry, well, these, okay, I got my information from our good friend Wikipedia, um, the tour guy travel blog, um, the 13th floor, and the Guardian. Okay, so before I begin, I'd like to let everyone know that I never took French, and I'm still confused on how to pronounce Le Miserable, so Same. <laughs> I apologize for my janky pronunciations. I tried to omit as much French words as possible. As did I. <laughs> It was a nightmare. Because I don't... Right. When we went there, it was like, I I couldn't even describe where we were trying to go. (laughs) Right. I just, like, pointed. This is where we're going. Yes. This direction where... Like, why are there so many letters when you only pronounce, like, the first two? That's so true. (laughs) Yeah. I just... (laughs) Did you listen to any of the pronunciations on Wikipedia? Um... I tried to find out how to pronounce the name of, like, the main uh, cemetery. Yes. Les Innocents. (laughs) <laughs> oh like the innocent yes yes yeah so it's like the innocence but it's less innocent exactly yes which... <laughs> in american in american <laughs> simplified english um but in french i think it's le innocent um i'm trying to give it my best french accent. i like it that was good hey thanks better than mine okay so the paris catacombs are underground ossuaries in paris france an ossuary is a final resting place, because I used that word a few times. Thank you. I'm, You're welcome. I also needed to um, define that when I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the catacombs hold the remains of more than 6 million people. And these are, like, old-ass people. Right. Like, They're not... I feel like... When was the last person buried in the catacombs? When was the most I, recent person couldn't tell you. I feel like they haven't buried any new people since they did this in like I would say like 1800 was like the last know. person. Anyway, sorry. It Carry was, on. It was a little spotty. I have a few things where I talk about that are like I'm still a little bit unsure of. Yes. Okay. So, um before they were the catacombs, there's like this big tunnel network that was built to connect Paris's ancient limestone quarries. So they, like, would dig out limestone and use the limestone to make the buildings of Paris. Um, So there's all these, like, tunnels and shit underneath the the entire city. It's, like, as big as the whole city. Um, And in the 18th century, so, like, the 1700s, um, as cemeteries began to overflow, they decided to start putting bodies in part of these tunnels. Um, Because of the post-12th century haphazard mining technique, many of these often illicit mines were uncharted and once they were depleted of limestone, they were abandoned and forgotten. So there's, like, a lot of unmapped, uncharted tunnels. So you could easily get lost in there. Yes, and there were, like, a lot of cavens. But, like, what is the difference between a cave and a sinkhole? 
I don't know what a sinkhole is. I mean, it's just like you can't fill it in. Right. I mean, well, I think it's uh, because of like the shoddy plumbing um, underground that like kind of is just rusting away and it softens the earth so much around it that it just kind of like caves in because it's like a mudslide yeah. is the way that I've thought of it. But like, can that happen with these? Like, isn't that essentially what was happening? Like they basically once they, um, what do you call it? Like mined all of the, any, any worthwhile minerals out of this, out of these quarries, they just kind of abandoned them. They didn't like put up like and kept building structures on top of it. So, right. you know, it there couldn't, like, was... support the weight. And... There were lots they did of do accidents. some, like, um, some reinforcements. Like, they, you know, they did a few of that. Like, to some of, I think they did that to some of the um, tunnels that were, like, closer to the surface. Right. Okay. Um, they just added some reinforcements. Because if they're, like, really, really far down there, like, I don't think right. they have to worry quite as much. Which is weird. Yes. I, don't know. I, I don't know how down, gravity works. According to the smithsonian magazine um it went down five feet at the like deepest part the deepest or not five part? feet what i'm sorry five stories five stories <laughs> oh okay i was gonna say i'm like that's not very deep just kidding no it went down five stories um like the quarries did so yeah i mean i feel like once you're that far below the ground i don't know but they did mention that um that's the reason that there aren't like really skyscrapers or anything in the city Oh, um, that makes sense. Yeah, all of the. But if all of your buildings are made out of fucking stone, they're like probably marble, pretty heavy, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, if every building is like a giant, it's I mean, full of these heavy statues and ancient, I mean, architecture. It's all so heavy. So yeah, I can see where there would be like some structural issues going on in the city. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. We've had some challenges. Um. Okay. So. Although the ossuary comprises only a small section of the quarries, um, people in Paris often refer to the entire tunnel network as the catacombs. So there's only like a small portion that has dead bodies in it, but the whole thing, they just call it the catacombs. Which is great because I uh, refer to it as the catacombs. (laughs) Um, The ossuary. The ossuary. Um, So I tried to find out why there were so many dead people at the time. Um, But all I could find was that there were a few main cemeteries in Paris that had, like, mass graves. Um, Some of them, some of the mass graves could hold up to 1,500 bodies, and then they would just cover it up and dig another one right next to it. Right. Well, Um, and I I don't feel that it was, like, a particularly large amount of people were dying. I think it was just over a long period of time. Like, the city is really, really old, and it said that it went back to, like, I mean, I don't even know. I want to say it went back to, like, 1,500. So, I mean, you're talking, like, 400 years of people, and there's only a few cemeteries in the area. Yeah. And it's a metropolitan city. Like, it's a high population anyway. Like, there's not a ton right. of land. Everything is kind of centralized around, you know, the center of the city. So, yeah, I but don't if know, that's man. The case, <laughs> if that's the case, why would you need a mass grave? You know, like, I feel like mass graves are just for, like, we have too many bodies. We can't bury them all individually. Right. You know, like, you just throw a bunch of people into a pit. So, right. Unless um, they didn't have the space. I don't know. I, yeah, I didn't really read a, a ton into the history, like I said. but Right. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking maybe there was, like, there were so many dead people because of, like, war or plague or, right. like, just because it was such a big city. And back then, sanitation wasn't super great. So people probably got sick more often, you know? For sure. Um, I also read that when it rained on the cemetery, some of the bodies would kind of, like, stick out of the ground. And I can't even imagine what that was like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not even, like, six feet below the earth. I mean, imagine the smell. Like, the Ugh. lack of plumbing, the decaying bodies, just right. rotting. Like, oh, Yeah. I mean, it's so strange because you think of, like, you know historical Parisian culture as super I mean you think of it as kind of like bougie but it was actually really dirty unless you were incredibly wealthy or like an aristocrat (laughs) right (laughs) um even then they're like here have some heroin it'll heal all of your ailments right and what did they say they only have like six baths a year or something like a once monthly (laughs) bath and their hair was like all covered like all their um fucking wigs were covered in fleas like oh right just icky right they don't put that in the paintings (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> your powdered wig is covered in fleas, sir. Right. <laughs> no, just just don't paint that part. <laughs> Le- omit that, please. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, like, all of these cemeteries were, like, overflowing with dead people, so they started exhuming the bodies and taking them to the underground tunnels, and they stopped letting people, like, have burials in the cemeteries. Okay, so the need to eliminate Le Innocent Cemetery became urgent on May 31st, 1780, when a basement wall in a property next to the cemetery collapsed under the weight of the mass grave behind it. Ugh, can you imagine? Like, their rent no. must have been, like, free for living there. I mean, <laughs> imagine the smells. That's, like, can you, like, your your building is starting to collapse because of all the dead people, like, next to you (laughs) yeah i read that it was a particularly rainy spring season (laughs) that ain't right man so like the you know remember when i was talking about those sinkholes the moving ground (laughs) (laughs) really came full circle here i feel like that's a lesson learned so there we have a sinkhole of a different sort um but yeah i mean that's just a mess uh yeah yep uh, okay, so they dug a well above one of the underground tunnels, and they used that to transport the remains from Le Innocent Cemetery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the cemetery itself was like ended up being like a museum because they still they left like a bunch of headstones and sculptures and stuff. So that's pretty cool. I also read somewhere that they eventually kind of turned some of the cemeteries into like vegetable markets. <laughs> like it's I hope well it smells better now. <laughs> right? It's well fertilized. Ugh. <laughs> i mean um, this is a hot couple hundred years ago like i think we're cool now it's i mean i hope so it's been turned over a few times i would think <sighs> um it just makes me think of like like when your body starts to decay and like you start getting like bloated and like you start leaking mm-hmm, fluids mm-hmm. everywhere like <laughs> i don't know i mean you know death is natural and like you know animals die all the time and like the ground is so fertile after that but it's like i don't know it just freaks me out right and especially when it's it's just so like haphazard you know what i mean like it's i mean it's so sad like i don't know you're right it is weird that they just had like mass graves like what did they just have like a list of the deceased i don't i mean wouldn't their family (laughs) members be like um um, can we like honor our dad maybe or oh right it reminds me of monty python at the beginning where they're like um, bring out your dad <laughs> got like a cart oh my god like, it's like during the plague <laughs> right it's just like so common i mean i guess what was the life expectancy like 35 yeah <laughs> eight 1785 all right yeah. yep not within super long i guess yeah <laughs> um they dug a well oh i already read that um Starting in 1785, there was a nightly procession of black cloth-covered wagons carrying the millions of dead Parisians. It took two years to empty the majority of Paris' cemeteries. Yes, and how many um, people's remains did they move? Over six million. That's insane. But, however, I feel like by this point, it was mostly just, like, bones, like, remains it, right. it wasn't pretty well decayed right dry specimens don't freak me out i love me a good dry specimen like i can handle a good sure. i mean it's wet, not wet specimens freaky. are scary like ari okay so i love you know bones and things so every once in a while ari will bring me you know oh i found this raccoon skull in the woods or some shit well one day he brought me home like a deer skull but there was still like meat and oh, stuff on it and i was like you leave that outside <laughs> that's so disturbing yeah like i don't want to touch it i don't want to clean it i don't want to deal with it right Um, but it he left it outside long enough that it finally did like all the like organic matter finally fell off and like got eaten away and so now it's like a yard decoration (laughs) dude um yes it is true and it's really fascinating i don't know how long it took for them to like eat away everything but i did watch this thing on planet earth and i don't know if you ever watched it it was like a dead whale at the bottom of the ocean just like oh my god it will feed like that entire area for i don't know days whoa right yeah. they're huge yeah and they've just got like little plankton but i mean they have cool. like other large animals too taking parts of the whale but like it's just really grimy and freaky but i mean they obviously show like a sped up you know 
like they keep the cameras down there for a couple days and they show like essentially just it disappearing it's crazy it is so crazy yeah right and it's just like teeming with life so there's like constantly something eating it right that is so true and i feel like food out there is like very scarce in the middle of the ocean oh thanks whale for providing for so many right giveth and taketh (laughs) yep you are appreciated um okay uh, the catacombs in their first years were a disorganized bone repository, mm-hmm. like just throwing them in there. Right. But the dire- <laughs> right. Like they have these fancy like little um, processions, but they just like are yeet. <laughs> just the I know. Bones in the well, fucking- and you don't even know who is who. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just like miscellaneous bone. Like, it's not like they're, oh, you know, this is a, a royal person. Like, let's keep, you know, the their grave separate, whatever. Like, no, they had, you know, people that were super well off and in charge also buried with, you know, just regular citizens. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty interesting. Like, just how... Like, is it real? Was it really that difficult to keep up with like that many deaths? Like that they couldn't possibly have like any type of. I don't know. They had to have some sort of like census. Good God! Like, can they really not keep track? No wonder you could get away with murder so easily. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, okay, so it was like really super disorganized. Um, but the director of the Paris Mine Inspection Service; those are the guys who like, um, made sure that you know, the structure, everything was, like, structurally safe to build upon. Um, his name, all right, here we go. His name was Louis-Étienne Hericart de Thury. I'm never saying that name again in my life, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, it sounds good. Um, he had renovations done that would transform the caverns into a visitable mausoleum. Beautiful. Okay, so <laughs> he started, um, he was, like, in charge of this whole thing, and he was, like, having them stack the skulls and femurs into the patterns that you could see in the catacombs today. And he used decorations from the cemetery to complement the walls of bones. Uh, There was also a room dedicated to showing various skeletal deformities found during the catacombs creation and renovation. That's spooky. I like that room. Right? No kidding. That is really Really creepy. (laughs) Uh, He also added monumental tablets and archways bearing ominous warning inscriptions and added stone tablets bearing descriptions or other comments about the nature of the ossuary. And to ensure the safety of eventual visitors, it was walled from the rest of the tunnel network. So my question is this. If he was building this with visitors in mind, why was he adding all this spooky shit? And why was it, like, okay for him to use the bones of real, actual humans who had lives and families to make decorations? Like, who signed off on this? That's an excellent question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I really have no idea. It's, I mean, I feel like it's just, it takes, like, a very dark person or maybe just, like, a really OCD person to be like, well, let's stack all of these skulls and femurs in, like, a geometrical pattern. <laughs> like, right. I guess I mean, what other... spooky shit that I would do. Well, and, like, what <laughs> other way would you organize them? It's not like you can organize them by, like, okay, well, here lies the deceased body of so-and-so. It's like, no, it's better, you know, it's better than just yeah. a heaping pile. And I feel like that way... I don't think I'm pretty sure it's free to go there unless you want to do like the audio tour because the area that's like open to the public currently is pretty small. It's not like the whole thing is open. You can like get lost. There are like some areas that you can like kind of sneak into, but um, the area that's like technically open to the public, I think is pretty small. Um, Yes, that's what I've heard. So it's not like it's a huge money making ordeal. You know what I mean? I don't like it's interesting that I don't know, maybe they were trying to do it for money, but they don't make money off of it now <laughs> right i mean what do they need the money for like renovations <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i was gonna say like just like upkeep like i guess um, i don't know to pay the person doing the tour guides i don't know right yeah um okay so that's the history of why they started putting dead people under the city now let's talk about some spooky shit <laughs> all right uh to preface this first story i just want to say that they literally call the opening of the catacombs the gate to hell Yes, yes, I did read that. Yeah, but in French, (laughs) (laughs) which I don't have written down. It's daunting. Um, Because it doesn't mean anything to me. (laughs) Um, Also, although there is no complete map of all the tunnels, the catacombs are believed to cover about 400 miles and they can be uh, reached. 
like lower than 300 feet below street level like it gets deep wait say that again oh 300 feet okay i get it which i'm not sure how big a story is like a story in a building like i really don't know it should be like 10 feet right I have, you know what? I'm right in front of the computer, but I've done so much research today that I'm not even going to look it up because I don't really care. Um, it goes deep. How about that? Let's just yes, say that. Yes. Okay. So this first story, do you have anything else to add before I get into this story? Um, not really. Cool. Let's do this. Tell me. All right. In the early nineties, a group of cataphiles People who like to explore the catacombs. Ah, yes, I saw that. (laughs) Okay, so they found a video camera on the ground deep within the tunnels. They brought this camera to this guy named Francis Friedland. He's a filmmaker. And they were like, here, check this out. Look at this. There's film on it. So, like, here, you can have this. And so the film on the camera showed a guy who was exploring deep inside the catacombs. And he starts getting all turned around and he seems real panicky like he almost seems like he's lost and then he just drops the camera which is his only light source by the way and then all you see are his feet running away into the tunnels and then the camera keeps rolling until it like runs out of film or dies or whatever Hmm. so the guy on the camera never actually like says his own name or anything but people think he must have been a seasoned explorer to be going so deep into the tunnels especially by himself so why was he getting all freaked out and just, like, dropping his camera in the mud and running away into the dark? Right. There's probably not <laughs> anyone else all the way down there. Yeah. And then I wrote spooky with, mm-hmm. like, too many O's. <laughs> God, I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this filmmaker guy that has this footage now, his name's Francis Friedland, he decided to try making a little documentary showing them searching for clues about the guy in the camera. And I think that this is where um, the movie As Above, So Below got some inspiration because as I was watching his little film, it reminded me a lot of um, that movie. But the people in that movie were looking for the Philosopher's Stone and like treasure and shit. Treasure. Um, Yeah. So that happened. Um, Okay. So these filmmakers go into the catacombs and they have to like sneak in because the public isn't allowed to go past the touristy areas. Probably because it's super fucking dangerous. Um, So they crawl into this little hole inside of a train tunnel. So, like, they jump a fence and they're, like, walking along some train tracks. And then there's, like, a big tunnel that the train goes through. And in this tunnel, there's, like, a little hole. And they have to, like, squeeze down into it. And they pretty much have to go, like, cave diving. Like, crawling on their bellies through these tiny holes and shit. It's really scary. Um, When Ari and I went to Penny Ryle in Kentucky, we went to Mammoth Cave. And there was... um, like an option to go like like in these crazier caves like spelunking and shit what is that i was like like uh where you like have to get like a harness put on and everything you like like reel yourself down like on a rope oh god right and i was like "Mm, no thanks let's do the walking tour that seems claustrophobic (laughs) right it was i mean the caves some of the caves are like really big and open and cavernous um but then like we did the walking tour and that was fine because there's like nice little paths throughout the cave that you can walk but then there were he, the tour guide asked us, like, are you guys up for, like, a little bit of, like, a workout? Because we have, you know, there's a, this extra path. Like, if you want to leave, you can, you know, head out the main entrance. But, you know, I'm going to take everybody else up this weird little, like, it was a little bit claustrophobic, honestly. But the cave was so beautiful. It was really cool. And I kind of, I kind of would like to go, like, spelunking someday. That'd be really neat. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I feel like anyway. I would do it if the entrance was like, if I could like reach both of my hands out and not touch the sides, I would be cool with like yeah. lowering <laughs> myself into it. But if I like can't move my arms and I'm just like being lowered 50 feet, to, like I can't do it. I feel like I'm getting lowered into a well. Like, right. No, no. If you can't, right. If you're like, you have to like wiggle like a fucking worm through a hole yes. or something, no fucking way. There's Ugh, no way. I know. No, we didn't have to do that. It wasn't that bad. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I would be down to do that. And they don't just, like, drop you down there, right? They, like, gently no. lower you. It's not like a yeah. fucking Ferris wheel, like a ride or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing, like, they also have, like, a zip lining at this park, too, you know? Usually oh they God. go hand in hand. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right. Oh, that sounds fun. I'd go there, too. <laughs> I'd try everything. I'm pretty um, sure they okay. have that out here at, um, shit, what is it called? Cave Springs or something? Ooh, that'd be cool. Um, But, I, I mean, it. I don't know if it's open. 
I'm sure nothing's open right now. It's kind Actually, of it's Star- kind of in the middle of nowhere, and we're in the south, so right. <laughs> um, Starved Rock opened up this weekend. Oh, I'm sure that was a madhouse. Well, they only let like 300 cars in, and then once there's 300 cars, they like stop letting people in. And Ari wanted to go, but I was like, dude, if we go, we're gonna have to like go really early in the morning so that we like can actually get in. There's probably a line. Probably right, and I think that's just the main park. I don't know if it's all the little parks around it and there's like some little parks that we prefer to the main park at Star right. just because they're like less busy yeah they're I mean they more and more people keep showing up at them and I'm like leave this is my park but I understand <laughs> you know okay so these guys are all down in this fucking hole right um so they're after about six hours they're walking through the catacombs for six hours um and they were um walking through like well i get to it okay so after about six hours they're all exhausted and they're ready to go back to the surface and there's like this ladder that leads up to a manhole on the street above them but it's stuck so they have to fucking backtrack the six miles back to the little hole they entered in and if their if their camera lights or their um batteries or anything run out they're gonna be fucked because it's like dark as hell down there um, that is terrifying. so there's like some crazy footage of these rooms and they're just like filled with bones like they have to fucking like walk on all these old ass bones to get through like some passageways um and once they finally got out the head dude friedland he was like damn i'm real sad because i had to put my buddies through 12 hours of that shit and we didn't even find any clues <laughs> oh, no yeah so it was spooky but kind of uneventful honestly so that's the first story wow i can't believe they got out Right. Okay, so they never found, you know, who the guy was that had the camera. They never found, you know, they don't know if he's, you know, his body is down there. They don't know if he ever got out. Wait, do you know what year um, was this? Sorry. It was, like, in the 90s. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of, like, anticlimactic, honestly. <laughs> um, it's a cool story, but, yeah, it's like, oh, well, we're going to go find some clues. And then they, like, don't really find anything. They just get lost. Um, How sad. Right. So, uh, oh, um, so they were, they knew that they were like in the right area, um, because there's like a lot of graffiti and drawings throughout the catacombs and they saw a lot of the same images that were captured on the missing guy's camera. So like, there's like drawings on the wall and it's like, oh, well this was like on the footage. So we must be in the same area that he was in. It's like, that's the blue key, you know, like he was down here. Don't you think it all kind of starts to look alike? (laughs) I don't know because like there's some like uh like graffiti and shit like um okay, well, in okay. the um in the uh movie as above so below which I just watched recently and was the inspiration for this whole episode okay. um <laughs> uh there's this guy I don't remember his name it's like Pascal or something I don't fucking know and he's like the main cataphile like he's the guy who they like okay. oh we're looking for some treasure will you like guide us through the catacombs and he's like oh yeah and so like he always like tags the walls he like writes his name on the wall like uh, um, Hansel and Gretel right okay and so like they go through a tunnel like he's like no this tunnel we can't go through that tunnel because um anybody who goes through that tunnel ends up going missing and so they're like oh fuck that so they try going this other way which is like a shit way like they have to like crawl on their bellies over a bunch of fucking bones gross and like they start getting like stuck and shit this is like spoiler alert by the way like there's some this is at the beginning of their like delve into the caves but it's kind of a spoiler so they're like crawling and they get stuck and shit and it's a fucking disaster and then when they get out on the other side they're right back where they started no and it's like ha how we just spent like 15 20 minutes trying to like squeeze our ass through here so they're like okay well fuck that shit that way is obviously not gonna work so let's go through the forbidden tunnel so they go down there and they're like dude what the fuck your name is written on the wall i thought you said you've never been down here because we're not supposed to go through here because everyone who goes through here goes missing and he's like i didn't write that what yeah do you think that's real? i mean it's just a movie <laughs> it's a movie but it was still spooky so wait the movie that you're talking about is it a documentary or is it just like a movie about the research that they did no, it's um, it's like a found footage movie, kind of like the Blair Witch Project. So they're like, oh, my, there's like this main girl. And she's like, my father was always searching for the Philosopher's Stone. And he, 
it led him to the Paris catacombs and he knows it's in there and now he's dead and I have to like finish his journey and find the stone. All that bullshit. And the Philosopher's Stone is like um, eternal life or whatever. Harry immortality. Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter. Um, um, and so they, you know, it's just like a, it's supposed to look like it's real footage of them you know, going, sneaking into the catacombs and trying to find this thing. But like, there's a lot of like, kind of cheesy shit that happens at the end like during the climax of the movie um and it's like well this is clearly not real <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah um so that's that but this movie that this friedland guy made francis friedland um it was like an actual little like documentary like he just you know they they just took a little camera crew into the catacombs and they were like well we have this camera that we found and it's got this footage and some people say that the footage is like fake like it's not even like from right. a real it wasn't actually from a dude who like got lost in the catacombs and just dropped his camera um which they very well you know could all be a freaking hoax and but it still makes for a good story <laughs> not gonna lie right all right here's another story um in 2004 some police officers were exploring a part of the catacombs that was restricted from the public and they found some weird shit uh, first, they found a PA system with a pre-recorded dog barking noise playing, like, to scare people away. What? Yeah, so there's, you know, like, this record, like, a PA system playing hmm. a, dog's, a dog barking. Um, then they found 3,000 square feet of galleries, wired phones for, uh, wired phones, let me just try that again. Then <laughs> they found 3,000 square feet of galleries wired for phones using pirated electricity. So they're like uh, stealing electricity from the city above them. Right. The officers also found a bar, a living area, a workshop, a lounge, and even a cinema with room to seat about 20 people. The cinema seats had been carved into the stones of the catacombs, which seems pretty fucking cool to me. Yeah, like the Flintstones. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so there's, like, um, a projector and everything, like, a screen and a projector. Interesting. Um, so, like, people could go down there and watch movies. And there were some, they found some movies down there, but it wasn't even, like, anything that was, like, banned or anything. There's some, like, 50s, uh, like, what do they call it, film film noir. Mm-hmm. And then there was, like, some um, more modern, like, thriller, scary movies and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, that would be cool to, like, go into the catacombs and watch a scary movie. God, that's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> um, yeah, it would. Uh, the creepiest part, though, was that they saw cameras on the ceilings that looked like they were recording them. Really? So, like, as they're walking around, these cameras are recording them. Did they ever find um, anyone down there? Well, let me tell you what happens next. So the cops go back to the area three days later with a larger team to do some more investigating. Um, but everything they had discovered from the phone lines to the cinema had vanished. What? The only thing they found was a note in the middle of the floor that said, don't try to fi- find us. Don't try to find us, but in French. Right. Huh. <laughs> um, so I have a quote from this guy. His name is Patrick Alk. He was a photographer who published a book on the urban underground exploration movement, which sounds pretty cool, but also spooky. <laughs> um, he said that the disappearance of the underground cinema was, quote, a shame, but not the end of the world. There were a dozen more where that one came from. You guys have no idea what's down there interesting right so he's saying that there's all kinds of like little living quarters and movie theaters and just like a whole like hidden secret city underneath or something Hmm. that would be very interesting i heard that there was like um like an artist or like an art group that did like an installation down there um where they like set up like a like a dining room or something mm-hmm. and people thought that it was real but like a day or two later it came out as like a hoax that like this art company put together i don't know i mean that's still cool yeah for sure um like to make it look like like oh this is where we sit down and eat dinner (laughs) (laughs) right um i did you hear about the airbnb one Mm -mm. so i read in teen vogue june june 2017 (laughs) uh airbnb put out like a it was like a funny like joke prank kind of post where you could stay the night in the Paris catacombs on Halloween 
And like nobody actually booked it, but some people thought that maybe they were like doing a thing. So they went there and two girls, 16 and 17 years old, got fucking lost. And um, it says that it took them four hours to find them. So I don't know if that means they were lost for four hours or if they were lost for like 12 hours and then it took them four hours to find them. I don't know. They were, they were right. lost they, for a they while. They found out they were missing and then they started searching. Right. And they said <laughs> oh, that, uh, yeah, there was a dog that actually like sniffed them out that oh. found them. Yeah. It was a good dog. I know. So yeah, that was, I mean, pretty recent June, 2017. Wow, that can you imagine? Especially being like little like that, 15, 16, 17. Oh my god. Right. Yeah, no, that would be fucking terrifying. And even you know now what that reminds me of <laughs> that reminds me right. Yeah, no thanks. Um that reminds me of um like that guy who put an ad on like Craigslist. I don't know if this is even a true thing or not, but like he put an ad on Craigslist saying, like, I'd like to eat a human. I would like a volunteer. And so, like, some people thought that it was a joke, and so they, like, went to his fucking house, and he f- killed them and ate no them. No fucking way. Really? Oh, my I mean, God. you know, this is... Could be, like, a Craigslist, I heard. T- Craigslist tale, like a tall tale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is... That could be an interesting story to look into. The weirdest fucking Craigslist ads. Yeah, I'm sure Dad's yeah. finds some. <laughs> oh, yeah. He finds, like, funny, interesting scams, too. Oh, my God. I'm sure he, like, reports them. He's, like, such a diligent citizen. Right? (laughs) There was one time, I remember, the cops showed up to the house. And I was like, why the fuck are cops in our driveway? And so I go out there, and Dad's talking to him. And he's trying to, like, tell them about this guy who's trying to scam him on Craigslist. But, like, I don't think this guy on Craigslist is, like, in the area. Like, like, what are the cops going to do? But, like, they were, he was saying, like, um dad was trying to like buy something from him or something and so this guy was like okay well send me a check for like an enormous amount of money and then i will send you back you know the money that i don't use well yeah yeah, because he said he wasn't sure like how much it would cost for shipping so he had dad like over he like overcharged dad so he could pay it was something big it was like big equipment or something dad was buying and he was like i don't know how much they're gonna charge for delivery so just send me two thousand dollars and if it's only a thousand dollars i'll i'll send you the difference yeah but that's not how life works so the scam is he takes all the money and keeps all the right money. <laughs> i don't think dad sent him money like when he asked no, him to do didn't. that he, he was, was like, like what the fuck yeah he was like this doesn't make any sense and he was like looking into it and he found out it was just like a fucking scam and so we called the police and like the cops showed up <laughs> and it was just like what are they gonna do you know like just report it on craigslist dude but he right. doesn't really understand how the internet works, so we just let him have it. Yeah, I mean, whatever makes him feel good, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm a vigilante. Look at me. Right. Yes. <laughs> just going yeah. after those internet scammers. It's like, imagine mm-hmm. if Dad ever watched Catfish. He would be like appalled. <gasps> oh my god! People on the internet That's lie. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's adorable. Um, so. Are you glad that you didn't visit the catacombs when you were in Paris? I mean, now that I know more about them, uh, I'm kind of bummed that we didn't. And also that it was free. Um, But, dude, we did so fucking much. I don't know that I physically could have. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes. Um, Especially because it's, like, what, 150 fucking miles of walkable distance? Mm. Yeah. Like, I would definitely go on, like, a guided guided tour. Um, because they're like safer and closer to the surface and they're open to the public so i'd definitely go see that shit right but, like, i don't think i'd ever like sneak in with a group of cataphiles and potentially get lost oh, no. or or hurt or like come out with a curse or something <laughs> <laughs> nine years of bad luck right you know me <laughs> i've got like a demon attached to me for the rest of my life oh my god shit. um yeah. what are you thinking of next week's topic i have a few what do you have? Well, okay. There's one. Um, we could do the Denver airport. That's an interesting uh, conspiracy riddled thing. I could send you a documentary on. Oh, hell yeah. Um, that'll be like easy uh, research. Uh, we could do hmm, flat earth. Always a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Stay flat. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Rachel gave me a couple of ideas. Oh, tell me. 
because she's our second listener. Aww. Sweet. Hi, Rachel. Oh, and mom. Yeah. Hi, Rachel. And mom. Hi, Rachel. Hi, mom. Our two <laughs> most loyal listeners. Joseph and Arissa were going to listen to it. Arissa said, I downloaded a bunch of them and like I wanted to listen to it in the car, but I wanted to wait for like Joseph to be in the car with me. But um, it's been a while since they've like driven somewhere together. <laughs> I understand. There's nowhere to fucking yeah. go. Yep. So that's okay. Um, they still support us in their hearts, I think. And the jingle. And the jingle. Oh, yes. Um, so one of hers was like, um, so, you know, like every once in a while, somebody gets lost at like a national park or something, a forest reserve. Or yes. Um, so when the uh, park rangers go out looking for them, um, every once in a while, they will find like just a random staircase in the middle of the woods. And, like, it looks like there should be a house built around it, but there's nothing. It's just a staircase. Is this, like, um, in the U.S.? I think so. Um, so the thing is, it's, like, a curse. Like, if you go near the staircase or, like, step on it or, like, try to climb it, then um, you'll never find the person that you're looking for. I wonder if it's, like, a Native American thing. Like, I don't you know, know. Like, um... Well, because um, some of the staircases are, like, made out of stone, and some of them are made out of wood, and it's just, they're all, like, different, like, different styles and stuff. It's just, like, she said that the thing that scares her the most about that is just the imagery of just a staircase randomly in the woods leading to nowhere, and it's just, yeah. Right, <laughs> right. It's, like, that one, uh, that one fucking mansion, I forget what it's called, like, the Winchester Mansion or whatever, yeah, where they have, like, doors that lead house. to nowhere. Yeah. It's like, why? It was, that's uh, to confuse the ghost. Well, maybe that's what this is. Like, <laughs> Oh, shit. You just cracked the code. Um, and then the other one she mentioned was skinwalkers. They're oh, like yeah, yeah. shapeshifters. I think it's like a, I think that might be like a Native American It is. Legend. So I do know quite a bit about Skinwalker Ranch. Um, oh, it's, okay. There's a documentary I watched pretty recently. I think it was quarantine time when I watched it, maybe just before. You know what? I think it was just a, it was a deep dive in Vice News. It's very interesting if you want to do that one. Mm. I highly recommend you watch it. Um, yes, because a new family just bought the property of Skinwalker Ranch, which is where apparently they see, they think it's like, um, been visited by ufos and they just say that there's like a ghostly presence and so um they stay there overnight whatever vice news does like a lot of really good um very interesting topic kind of deep dives and that's one of them so that's also an option for sure if you want to do that one nice um well let's do let's do the denver airport first and then maybe the next time we'll do like the skinwalkers okay um also okay so i'm trying to like interact more with our (laughs) quote-unquote audience oh yes um so if anybody has like recommendations for stories they think that we should look into um you know send us information on um twitter the tweeter yes tweet at me yes definitely conspiracy sisters um i think i will make um I don't know. Should I make an Instagram? Should I make a Facebook? I feel like we need to like widen our platform a little bit. I'm definitely more into the Insta um, than I am into Facebook. Right. But Instagram is all about like pictures. Right. And, like I just like yank pictures off the internet and like that's what I do on our Twitter. I don't know if you're on Twitter at all, but like that's what I've been doing on the Twitter page is like I'll post like, oh, in this week's episode, we talk about this. And like here's some pictures of like the fuck of like Aleister Crowley and shit or whatever. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Then maybe Facebook would be the way to go. That way we can, it can be more like a story yeah i mean just because i know that like people can interact more i think on facebook sure for right, sure because you, you can write a lot more on facebook yeah i don't know there's no like there's no like writing limit like character limit on instagram though is there there's not but you're right it's i mean this is a podcast there's literally no imagery <laughs> right yeah i mean i don't know that's another thing if anybody has suggestions you know let us know like if you know any better ways of like promoting the podcast or marketing or although it might be kind of nice to put some pictures of the paris uh catacombs because they're very creepy and like super interesting so i mean i guess for now google it because it's really fascinating also like is that like a like a copyright thing i guess can we take just take images and like nobody's paying us so i guess we can just post whatever we want yeah you know 
<laughs> but yeah, it's my podcast. I'll do what exactly. I want. And um, I mean, yeah, I feel like it is definitely something that would be really cool to look into. Also, uh, you're definitely going to want to look at some of the paintings at the Denver airport, just a heads up. Um, they're all like very doomsday, like apocalyptic. It's really like unsettling imagery for a fucking airport where you're about to put your life in the hands <laughs> of the airline. <laughs> right oh shit maybe i should make an instagram maybe i should just do all social media but the thing is i just sit and scroll on facebook all day and then like the only time i post on twitter is when we release a new episode i mean i guess i could just like do that on facebook twitter and instagram like anytime we release a new episode just post a thing i mean what the fuck else am i doing all day it is it is (laughs) so hard to like focus because like when you go on instagram to post something you just get so caught up in your feed it's like oh wait i was actually making something you know what i Mm -hmm. mean and like it's fucking meant to be that way i hate that they're so manipulating my brain like that but you know i'm doing the same thing to everyone that follows me so what can i say (laughs) um Aren't you a marketing major? Didn't you? Don't you have a degree in marketing? Uh, Can't you do yeah, this? Yeah, no, I do, and I hate bullshit. it. I'm terrible at it. I'm not good at content creating. I graduated in like 2010, which like Instagram wasn't even a thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, yours is not. It has not. You didn't learn anything about social no, media marketing, did you? No, like that's crazy. That's like all it is. Because I mean, like Facebook was more for like human interaction, not for like advertisements. Mm-hmm. People weren't. Really, there was no Facebook Marketplace. 10, 10 years ago, you know, people weren't trying to sell their stuff on Facebook. It was like to connect with your college friends. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I mean, it was definitely not about selling things. I feel like you could buy things on like Craigslist, but I mean, your website was like the big thing. And now it's like, sure, maybe some people have a website, but I feel like if you're just trying to, you know, have a small business, you're trying to sell your stuff on Facebook or Etsy or, you know, eBay or whatever right. the hell. So Shopify. Yeah, I feel like the only people who really have, like, actual websites are, like, like things that you can buy their service or whatever online. Right. And even then, you could do that on, like, Facebook and shit. Like, you could do, like, Shop Now and, like, just browse their shit on, like, the Marketplace app. For sure. I don't know. Dude, social media is constantly changing the way we do things, and it's fucking incredible and also intimidating at the same time. I know. Time. I hate it. Content creation is like, I literally it. spent 10 hours yesterday. I spent like four hours taking and editing photos and another four hours like posting and fucking updating my page. Like, it's just so, it takes so much time. Oh, for your Etsy? Yeah. So it's yeah. just like super time consuming. And I feel like I'm, that is not like what I enjoy doing. So today I'm just like making things. <laughs> Right. I know the, like, everything that you don't like doing, you want to fucking outsource. So I'm like, I don't want to do any of this social media bullshit. I should hire somebody to do it. But it's like, for why? What the fuck else am I doing? I'm always on social media anyway. Right. Might as well post a... But I'm not, I'm not making anything, right? Like, I'm not, like, that's my least favorite thing is, like, taking pictures and uploading them and shit. Like, I fucking hate doing that. Especially because my camera kind of sucks. Like, my, my phone camera. And it's just, like, I have this really nice DSLR camera. Like, uh, I think it's a Nikon. It might be a Canon. I don't even know. That's See, that, I don't even use it. Um, but it's super nice. But it's like, I don't mind taking pictures. But the thing is, I have to then upload them onto my computer, which is so fucking slow. It's just, it sucks. Right. It is, like, time consuming. But, oh, well, you don't have to do, too, like, too much with photos. I think it's more just being, like, clever and posting information. Yeah. But, all right. We will do research yes. on the Denver airport. I have to start making Brian dinner. But... Okay. All right. This was a good episode. Thank you so Absolutely. much. And thank you to our two listeners. Yes. 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 <laughs> We're really expanding. Maybe. Maybe even three. Maybe Ari will start listening. Dad and Ari can listen in the van together. Oh, God, no. <laughs> we made fun of Dad earlier about Craigslist. Oh. And the internet. We'll be all right with that. You can't listen. <laughs> all right. I, I love, love you. you. Conspiracy sisters. Unite. Unite. All right. Goodbye.